Welcome back to the invoicefinance.news podcast. I am joined by John. How are you? I'm doing fine, thanks. Today, I'd like to talk about the future of ESG and trade finance. Can you tell us a little bit about ESG and its relation to trade finance? Yes, of course. ESG stands for Environmental, Social and Governance. It is an international drive to put ethical standards at the heart of a business. A company that claims to be ESG compliant is expected to have policies in place to improve sustainability, reduce carbon emissions, recycle materials and generally leave as little an environmental footprint as possible. That is the environmental aspect of ESG. The social part refers to promoting workplace diversity, better working conditions and more training opportunities. It also refers to how a company's activities impact the wider society. Does it promote social equality, etc.? And governance refers to how a company is run. It covers aspects from diversity and worker representation on the board to transparency and efforts to tackle corruption and bribery. Trade finance is the term given to companies that use outside funding to maintain working capital and expand their business. One type of trade financing we have talked a lot about is factoring, where a company sells its unpaid invoices to a factoring company in order to get a prepayment on the invoice. Such is the imminence of climate crisis that ESG considerations have been demanded by the general public. Companies can't ignore their environmental and social impacts with impunity anymore. Large institutional lenders such as banks and investment funds are making compliance with ESG standards as a prerequisite for being considered for trade finance. I see. ESG covers a wide range of concerns from reducing pollution to giving women maternity leave. What type of things do factoring companies look out for when assessing a potential client's ESG score? Good question. The challenge for trade finance companies has been to come up with an agreed set of criteria for ESG compliance and ways of monitoring that compliance. The following guidelines have been developed by business organisations that reflect sustainable development goals identified by the United Nations. They are 1. Avoiding activities that lead to human misery, such as financing companies making landmines. 2. Integrating ESG factors into decisions involving buying and selling. Scrutinising suppliers for their ESG efforts, as well as potential buyers. 3. Encouraging owners and shareholders to take a more active role in championing ESG in their leadership positions. 4. Engaging with investment groups to find out how they judge ESG factors. 5. Looking to regulators for guidance in ESG matters. And 6. Make ESG compliance a central tenet in investment decisions. In terms of monitoring ESG compliance, there are a number of actions that can be taken. Firstly, a company needs to scrutinise its suppliers to make sure they are not exploiting their workforce, fiddling the books or unduly damaging the environment. The same goes for potential buyers. Making ESG conversations a part of a business-to-business relationship is key in this regard.
Secondly, blockchain technology can be used to record delivery information, energy consumption and compliance to standards. The advantage of storing this data on the blockchain is that it can be easily accessed and it cannot be altered. The last checkpoint about blockchain records being immutable helps to reduce bad governance issues. A company cannot fabricate ESG data in order to get cheaper trade finance. Thirdly, the ESG Equity Index, the Global Equity Index and the ESG Fixed Income Index have been crucial in evaluating ESG efforts. They have helped set standards for categorising ESG factors and provide for performance analysis. As you can see, Emma, both ESG criteria and monitoring ESG compliance and its impact on the environment and society have become more systematic and vigorous. ESG is complex. The three elements don't always sit well together and deciding on what progress looks like is not easy. An evidence-led and data-led approach has been striven for to make ESG values more than just decoration to make companies more appealing. And finally, John, does implementing ESG values make good sense for a company? Some of the things you've mentioned sound time-consuming and costly. That is a good question. Yes, there is a cost to implementing ESG changes, such as electrifying a commercial fleet. But many of these green measures actually help a company save money. For example, petrol prices can rocket, and a company using electrical vehicles avoids this sudden rising cost. Moreover, a survey conducted by the National Bureau of Economic Research looked at 180 US companies. They rated the companies as either high sustainability or low sustainability. The former meaning a company integrates ESG factors into their business model, the latter the opposite. The survey shows that high sustainability companies outperform low sustainability companies over time. So it shows that doing the right thing really does pay. The right thing, in this instance, being saving the planet from environmental Armageddon. That in itself should be enough to persuade companies to take ESG seriously. Factoring companies that offer better financing rates for its customers who join the fight against environmental catastrophe are helping to nudge the business world in the right direction. On that thought-provoking note, we shall end. Thank you, John.